You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Uh, the time of uh, the evening uh, where you join us on the station. Pertinent, uh, punctuated, and alhamdulillah, it's been uh, many moons uh, since uh, we have uh, seen Sheikh Shreem Maida very busy with his uh, different Dawa projects. Also, alhamdulillah, uh, updating. You know, when you at uh, when you work for a big corporate, there's already have this upgrading. And alhamdulillah, we too should be upgrading ourselves spiritually, getting closer and closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. You know, at our optimum level. Uh, trying to be simply the best so that, you know, we as uh, Muslims can be the true vicegerent of Allah on this earth. Let's uh, welcome uh, you, the pious and sagacious Omar, once again, and Sheikh Shreem Maida uh, to his segment on uh, pertinence uh, punctuated. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, uh, beautiful evening, ya Sheikh? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my dear brother Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the listeners of uh, Markaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful evening. Allah Ta'ala is still blessing us and taking care of us, of which we're actually trying to find by all means to meet Allah Ta'ala so we can do good. You know, but Alhamdulillah Allah is taking care of us and uh, we ask him to continue taking care of us and guiding us to the righteous path, Shaf. Absolutely, uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. You know, we look around us and as Muslims, uh, you know, we always uh, think about what's going on and we don't think in uh, compartments. We don't think as in insular uh, or insular form or in a different silos, but we think of ourselves as one big body. Like if, uh, you know, one uh, part of the body feels the pain, the whole, uh, I mean, if the finger is cut, the whole body feels it and so forth. And so uh, when you look at the Muslim world today, and uh, perhaps, uh, you know, when you're looking at the scenarios in uh, perhaps you're looking at what's going on in uh, Somalia, what's happening in uh, uh, with Imran Khan there in uh, Pakistan, and when you look around Yemen and so forth, all these different trouble spots are in, in the globe. Uh, you know, there is uh, this uh, pain and, uh, you know, sometimes the helplessness that you find even uh, within, uh, you know, different types of uh, individuals having Muslim names of, but fighting each other, perhaps, uh, you know, having custodianship of, uh, you know, <coughs> the holy lands and so forth. But it still hurts the soul. What goes through your mind, uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida? Shaf, I just to say that, you know, you stated very clear and I mean, uh, it's crystal clear what you said that, you know, once we start losing our, our own selves, then definitely there's no help of Allah coming towards us. And you know, we start uh, bickering amongst one another, gossiping, and uh, we don't see where we come from and where we're heading to, which starts with inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajun. that together in the group, we believe we belong to Allah and we have to go back to Allah. And then in that journey that Allah has brought us in here, simply is to do good and actually accept and uh, practice upon the teachings of Allah Ta'ala that have been taught to us by our Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the moment we start losing track of that shaft, then we get caught in by the opportunist, which is the West, you know, with his king uh, America, uh, that will drive you to fight one another simply because for them, uh, war is where they thrive. And uh, if people don't fight, that means the, um, the business of manufacturing weapons to kill one another is not going to boom. So at the moment they're happy, even in Sudan, as you mentioned, there's issues. Brothers fighting among one another, who's supplying them the weapons? Is the sole supplier that is making money from them. So for them, is actually people must lose track of their own selves. And definitely if they do that, they'll forget the creator. And when they forget the creator, they'll start acting like animals. 
And when they act in that position where they're like animals, it would be like a territorial kind of war where this is my tab, this is my yard, you can't come in here. And then who's going to supply the weapons? The same ones. And who's going to be dying is us. And whose money are they going to milk is from us as well. So it's time we go back to Allah Uswata, turn back. You know, we need to all go back as a collective to Allah Ta'ala's teachings and basic uh, practices that our Nabi Sallallahu has shown us. If we do not do that, then definitely we start killing one another and we finish one another and the enemy will just come and conquer our areas because there's nobody to stay there. Simply, we have killed our own selves and he has made money out of that and he's going to take our land share. Absolutely, there, Sheikh Shurabaida, and you know, we know that uh, the colonizers and all these are uh, different people. They have come through uh, with uh, such a, a, a very morbid history, indeed, where you know people were uh, subjugated to slavery, genocide was perpetrated. You know, women raped, and you know they were taken as slaves and sold uh, all across the globe. You know, uh, and the ships that were named, the ships that took the slaves uh, from Africa to America, the good ship. Jesus, the sh uh, good ship Mary, and you know the pastor John Hawkins, who was a captain of these ships, and the ga uh, guys of Christianity, and what is worrying uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida, uh, you know, uh, 45 or 49% for, uh, of Africa today, unfortunately has succumbed to the Christian religion, but uh, they don't question how these same Christians uh, dehumanize them, uh, you know, stole the dignity away, but they follow the religion of the same colonizer, and the slave masters. What type of mentality is this, Sheikh Shoei Maida? You see, Shaf, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I mean, we have been pre-programmed already. The colonizer did not leave us alone. They say we attained our freedom and the rest of that. That was just a joke and it's a sick lie. Because at the end of the day, you're colonized, but your country, economies, and the rest of that is still run by them. You know, actually, uh, got fascinated just a few days ago with this... Um, uh, one of the youngest presidents in Africa, he was actually questioning to say, uh, Mr. Ramaphosa, what is wrong with you? South Africa has got a lot of resources and the rest of that. Why do you still have to come and beg from Europeans, yet you got all the resources and everything? So this tells you that, you know, we were not colonized by the meaning of the word colonization as such. But we were just colonized in the sense of like... Uh, make it sound like this democracy will be allowed you to do what we have to do but we own this country and whosoever takes power is one of our employees so you've got a ceo for your country it's not a president we say as a president but they call them as ceos so they do what they want them to do and they rip us of our resources as they want us we don't have jobs here because everything's gone there they got jobs from the resources we get from here so as you said chef we start getting colonized and following the religions of those people simply because also i would say on the other part is because of you and i as muslims we have failed to demonstrate the true meaning of uh, our deen which is islam because if you had brought that definitely it could have been an easier thing i'll give a good example Shav. i quite mix with a lot of our uh, indigenous brothers most of the zulu brothers we sit and we talk and if you look at the tradition and the culture itself Starting from Janaza itself, you find that it's inclined to how we do it as Muslims from the times of the forefathers or the grandfathers. You speak to them, they tell you exactly how we do Janaza today. And we got that um, issues we call like Akika, you know, they quit Imbeleko one side, you know, so it's just aligning to us, you know, and, uh, you know, Alohua, you know, we say a Muslim must be a brother to another Muslim. We got Ubuntu on that side as well. So everything is there and respect for the elders. And respect from Kulunkulu is there. 
So it's just a matter of us not bringing the dean to them and make them understand. You know, we've painted this dean as a different kind of monster where they cannot cope with it. And we're trying to keep it away from them. And which in turn, it is hurting us very terribly. Because now we've got no friends, we've got no our, our brothers that can sit and be with us. And maybe there's danger they can come and warn us simply because we haven't offered them this din. So we need to bring back this din. Look into the tradition uh, of the indigenous brothers in the country and look what Islam offers to them. You see, Shav, there's a lot of them that are similar from the day the child is born to the barrio itself, but it's only how we bring it back to them. And if we can bring it, you know, with a good intention of actually making them understand their ancestral moral background and link it with Islam, Shab, will never have a problem. And these problems that are coming now, you see, they'll be coming back to the dean of the four of of of, of, of the parents of the ancestors, which is the dean of Islam. You see, everything Shab they done in the past is linked to Islam. Only a few things that can be changed to them now. Believe in one Allah. And this is how women should be dressed, and this is how men should be dressed. This is how you conduct yourself when you when you're saying a prayer and when you're sacrificing. This is the name that you should be using to sacrifice. Shab. Ah, good indeed. And also they have a separation of facilities, uh, men one end and a woman the other end. You know, different crowds for each other, and only a little bit of fine tuning, and they'll find the way back. To where they really belong, and that is Islam, and perhaps get rid of some of the, you know, some of the uh, different types of uh, customs they have, you know, ancestral, uh, ancestral uh, spirits and so forth. But you make a good point indeed. Uh, you're taking us back, you know, you're talking about uh, uh, these Westerners have introduced a Women's Day and this day and that day, giving women the freedom because, you know, for how many years they have subjugated the women. But we look at our history as Muslims during the uh, era of the pagans, you know, before the advent of our Nabi Sallallahu getting Nabuat, you know how the women folks were treated there in uh, in, in Saudi or in the Arab, uh, Arab Peninsula, you know how these pagan uh, tribes where they used to bury the young daughters alive and so forth. And uh, then Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu came there and emancipated the women. And Alhamdulillah, you look at uh, the status of women in uh, the Noble Quran, there is uh, the whole uh, surah there, An-Nisa, and then, then you look at the story of uh, Maryam alayhi salam, and you go on, and the Quran is a very explicit in saying, men and women are equal, but men a degree higher. Now, somebody asks, yes, why a degree higher? And that is, feel the muscles, who has to go and do the work, you know, all this and that. Uh, Islam, you know, really is a, a very balanced deen indeed, and uh, perhaps, you know, when you find uh, the rest of the world uh, accepting Islam, uh, we'll be talking about Europe in general, and you'll find that it is uh, more the uh, European female that is uh, attracted to Islam than the male. Uh, perhaps your thoughts on that, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida? No, sure. Just as you mentioned, you know, women uh, in Islam, in every faith, they, they are actually related. You know, you look at uh, the very first creation, it was Adam, Ali, Salat, Wasalam. And then thereafter, there was the creation of our mother, Hawa alayhi salatu wasalam. Now you go look after that, where was the responsibility based of creation of human beings? In a woman, that is Hawa alayhi salatu wasalam. So it tells you uh, the kind of uh, respect and honor and is that the woman has in a spiritual way, in the sense, they actually bring about the generation of human, human beings. So they have to be respected, <coughs> and only they have to also to dress up in the way that they respect themselves. You must remember, the Almighty Allah has given them that big responsibility. So without respect, 
definitely we have the children that go left, right, center, not knowing uh, where they're coming from. But if they are respectable and they understand the limits of which Islam has given all those basic limits to a woman and how she have to carry herself, and even to us men, how we have to show them, uh, shower them with mahabbat and uh, actually affectionate uh, towards them, they must understand and enjoy uh, being with a husband if they're not there and actually they must understand still there's that kind of respect really makes a lot of sense so as i said coming now even uh, uh mariam alayhi salatu wasalam you listen to our stories and there is uh, coming to be aisha uh you know uh bibi ajra and all them you see that women are respected most in our dean of islam women have a big role to play you know uh, that's a very first teacher in your house is a woman they're the one that will teach you face to understand things, to talk and to do a lot of things. You know, unlike men, as you said, men have a higher degree, which means the higher degree is to come out of the house and actually do some kind of work to make sure the family is protected and is taken care of. But also, if you look at other hand, we talk about a high degree on men. And uh, even on the beach, some mentioned another part to say, if you look at the best companionship within the home, you know, between your mother and your father, 75% comes to the mother, 25% comes to um, the father. But now somebody might say, but now it, it is contradicting itself because 75% here, and I'll say a man has a higher degree. Yes, a man has a higher degree. He has to go out. The children are there in the house. They need a guideline. They need a father who's firm and strong, loving, compassion towards his family and teach them what Islam says about the deen. Actually be in a place where you teach them and uh, groom them that they grow up as very good children and obedient children and they do things that are right. So a man has that upper hand on that in terms of you look at uh, uh, spirituality as well, Shafa, when it comes to Ibadat, a man from the day that he gets Balik, he has to do Ibadat until the day he's going to leave this dunya. So there's no breaks in between. So for a woman, and there is spaces in between when you look at those times of the month, there is a space in between where she does not read, uh, need to read Qadha Salah for those uh, days that are missed due to, to, uh, to that actual period that Allah has given her to cleanse herself. So definitely there is a balance when it comes to the deen of Islam. It's only thing is just to understand what it is and you find this is the sweetest way of life that no other human being has been offered in the platter just like we Muslims have been offered this deen of Islam and having the best leader, our Nabi Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who was not schooled by any human being, but Allamahu Shadidul Khuwa was taught by Jibreel Alayhi Salatu Wasallam, Ashaf. No, absolutely, uh, Sheikh Shuaib Maida. You know, also when I think of uh, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, uh, you know, he lost his mother at a very young age, and then, uh, you know, uh, then uh, Dai Halima, he's a witness, uh, you know, how much he loved her, you know, in Urdu say, Dai Halima, Dai to hamara nabi ko kitna dood pilai you know oh dai halima or oh, nurse or oh, witness dai halima how much of milk did you give uh, how much of milk did our nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam suckle from you you know it was really touching indeed and the love he showed for dai halima uh, you know it was unreal and you know people have written poetry around that and you know we know a story of nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he passed by his mother's grave uh, you know with the sahabas and they said he just sat there and he cried and he cried i mean it showed uh, the love that we have for our mothers uh, sexual maida you know the mothers were always our defenders they brought us up and you know no matter what age you are your source of reference is more the mother than the dad uh, your your take on that Shay? Sharp, just uh, before you go for, you know, you mark it, do I just say how I, you know, I mean, just tells you exactly, you know, if you take your mother's duas, definitely Jannah become very close to you and near to you. 
And uh, you see, Chef, the mothers have gone through a different uh, phase in their lives just to uh, make sure they have a healthy child, you know, unlike the fathers, you know, change of hormones, you know, certain things they cannot eat and uh, certain sickness that will come in just to make sure the child stays well and, you know, certain things they cannot do. And they manage to actually go through all that pain and even go to another one, which is labor pains, where, you know, sometimes they say if men will have to, where, where to give birth, I'm telling you, it was going to be the moment he gives birth and he won't make it again, that child will have to carry over after that man passes on uh, with labor pains. But women carry that, they can have three children, four children, five children, and we still have patients with that and both the children that are good. And they come up, she still have to take another uh, responsibility of about two years where you and I cannot converse with the child at that period of, three, of two years. But, you know, the mother only understands the language of, uh, of a child from zero to two years. The child is sitting, the mother will just look and say the child is hungry. The child uh, brings some certain signs, the mother says, you know, the child is sick, I need a medical attention. You know, the child sits somewhere, the child is restless, I need to give the child a bath or do something to make the child uh, to be uh, comfortable. So this tells you that chef, a mother has a great job to do and a mother has a great deal to be respectful for us as men because definitely what they go through and the amount of work they have to put in for us to be born, chef, we cannot repay them for that. No, absolutely. Maki dua, jannat ki hawa. Hey, you're too good, Sheikh. Ma, the mother's uh, blessings is like a breeze from heaven. It's like a wind from heaven. Alhamdulillah. And you know, maki dua, jannat ki hawa, all of y'all, alhamdulillah. Make sure that you stay close to your moms and if they're living, go and embrace them, celebrate them every day, every day, every day. Mommy is there, make her happy. And if she's made parza from the dunya, give her sawabi jariya in name, make her happy. You know, read a surah Yasin every day, send some surahs in her name, alhamdulillah. And, uh, you know, your parents or your mom will be so happy you're doing that. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all our mothers uh, that have made parza from this dunya, grant them jannatul firdos. Uh, yes, uh, Sheikh Shoy Maida, we're talking about, uh, you know, the theme of uh, Women's Equality Day 2023, hashtag embrace equality. And this year's theme for Women's Equality Day is hashtag embrace the equality as part of uh, the strategic plan. And, uh, you know, this is what they do. And, you know, just to bluff uh, the, the, the the woman folk, I mean, look at the gender-based violence in this country. Uh, and, hey, look at it even in Europe, uh, the aggression of men towards women. It is all this, uh, all stems from because of the Jahilia mode of living. Alcohol is freely uh, uh, available. Uh, intermingling is free, freely uh, available. You know, there is um, uh, this type of uh, uh, disrespect. And then the minds of human or individuals are being desensitized. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created, uh, you know, uh, Adam and Hawa, Adam and Eve, not Steve and Steve. All these complications coming through, Sheikh Shoei Maida. First of all, this gender-based violence thing. And, you know, perhaps you even now seeing uh, especially in the West and sometimes in the, in, the, in the countries like ours too, where uh, men are catching it left, right, center too from the women folk. Uh, I mean, your thoughts, sir, Sheikh? Hello, Sheikh. Let me start with the uh, way you said, you know, hashtag rebellate women. You know, that's a Mother's Day special hashtag uh, message. You know, I would say it, it looks so funny, it sounds so funny, because you cannot celebrate a mother one day when she kept you nine months 
in a womb for you to be born. So you celebrate a one day. That is just a sick joke on my side. Mothers have to be celebrated every day of their lives. And as you said, Islam has given that window for you to understand the value of your mother. You know, when Allah says you have to respect, and most especially your mother, that has bored you difficult upon difficulty up to the winning period of two years, so that you thank Allah, and Ishkuli while while day, so that you thank Allah, and then you thank you thank your your parents as well to understand the phase where life has taken for you to be. So definitely, you want to look at hashtag liberate women. I would say hashtag recite the Quran and understand the liberation of a of the real liberation of a woman. You go to Islam, and yes, talking about gender-based violence is something that is gone very viral and is gone so waste. And you know, it leaves a very uh, bitter taste when you speak about it. See how many women sometimes are bashed up with small children, kicked out of the house. Maybe some of them are having their throats slit uh, together with the children too. You know, it's uh, something that is not right. Uh, something is horribly right. Uh, it's horribly not, not right. So we need to get ourselves involved as Muslims. Allah said that uh, to you and me. You are the best ummah that I've made as an example for mankind. You know, you enjoy what is good and forbid what is evil. And have faith in Allah. So we need to pull this responsibility and rub it over to our politicians to say this is what Ubuntu means when it comes to Islam. Then we need to bring now this teaching of understanding the values of women or the status of women in uh, in a life of a human being. We need to bring that forward to say, you look at the first example, it was the creator who created Adam, our father, and the creator, our mother, Hawa. Then they have to leave the responsibility. The father plants the seed and who seeds uh, with that seed actually uh, generating and uh, growing in our home is a mother for that nine months or eight months until the seed comes up Oh, mashallah, I've got a beautiful son. I've got a handsome son, beautiful daughter, God. Alhamdulillah, I thank Allah. But where did it come from? That's through the same woman that Allah has given her the strength to give you that so-called beautiful uh, daughter, that handsome man. So we need to understand that under gender uh, violence uh, against women and children is happening even in our dean of Islam, our men too have lost it. You know, you wonder sometimes, uh, you know, you don't even associate with them because... You know, what they're doing is totally anti-Islamic. You know, Islam has taught you and me, Shab, to say if a woman is done wrong, how do you hit her with something like a miswak? You know, that tells you you cannot take a miswak and hit a woman and feel she's going to feel the pain of being hit with that miswak. Really, it does not add up. So the meaning is simply is that you do not raise your hand and hit your women. You know, if you want, you can have that little isolation from the bed, from the room to say, okay, I isolate myself until you come to your senses. But this act of hitting and fighting and taking out all your frustration, the woman, you hit a blue, black, and the rest of that, really doesn't work. And now because this is taking for so long, and now the women have understood to uh, uh, grow thick skin on that. And some of them, as you said, now they're now giving back. And they're punching the men, and the men who go, hey, two days don't come in the house because they've been told, if you come in the house, I'll kill you. They run away. So it's working both ways. But at the end of the day, it's not to be gender against women and children. Well, simply, women and children are not meant to be abused. They're meant to be guided towards righteousness, and they're meant to be taken care of. They're meant to be shown love. Uh, care and affectionate they need to be listened to when they speak about something and rationally you need to talk to them if there's something you teach them you find a better way and the best solution of talking and teaching them because they're very good sir 
You know, you give a woman uh, a house, she'll give you a home. You know, go to the store, bring food to the, uh, bring a uh, uh, mini meal, uh, rice, uh, meat stuff. She'll give you a meal. So it tells you, you know, smile at her, she'll give you the best door. So you need to do all that. Women should be celebrated in the sense that they have to be respected and they have to be shown that really we do appreciate the hard work that they've done and, you know, the beautiful uh, uh, kids we see in the house. Because of them, really, we need to be appreciating this every day and making dua for them and make sure we keep them happy, Shaf. No, absolutely, Sheikh Shoy Maida, you know, agree with you with the points that you have made. And, you know, and, and if you're looking at the National Women's Day in this country, you know, and it's a public holiday, but it's marked every year on, uh, on, on 9th of August in South Africa. And it uh, commemorates uh, a historic protest of unjust uh, laws under the then apartheid regime. And it comes from the, the call action, uh, you know, in 1956 by 20,000 women who marched onto the union buildings in Pretoria uh, singing Watinti aba abafazi watinti imbokodo and you know they, they they were fighting oppression and you know they had the guts to take on uh, the apartheid regime and so forth but i want to bring in another context here you know talking about uh, uh, in, in in the house of islam katija rani radial anha how she empowered our nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam how she freed him from the burden of you know uh, earning a living and you know going up where she uh, actually gave him the opportunity to go and, uh, you know, do dawah full-time, call people to the house of Islam. And then we believe also in the battlefields, you know, the nurses and the, the, the people that were, uh, you know, uh, uh, encouraging the, 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 the sahabas to go out into the battlefield and uh, telling them, go and fight for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where the women folk. Uh, talk to me about that scenario, Yasheh. No, no, definitely, Shaf, you know, we had women that had it all in the sense of uh, understanding what Allah wants and the reward they want to have in general with their husbands. So uh, that also, I can say it worked well. The ulama uh, of that time, they had the good caliber way they would teach the people what Islam is all about. So there was no holding back when it comes to the deen to say, this you cannot do, this you can do. Everything was just open a plain book. They were taught the importance of actually being in a... Uh, polygamy kind of uh, relationship with the husband, where the husband takes two or three wives, what it means to society, and most especially of some uh, women who are widowed with the husband, actually, that uh, were taken as shaheed in, a, in the battlefield, the sahabas could marry them and keep them, so the children have a sense of direction, you know, not looking for a crisp number, what we do today, where it causes problems, but a sense of community building and community upliftment. So all that was taught to women, they understood the meaning of community community upliftment, where we live together as one society. And if you have to be one strong society, we need to have all women actually attached to men. Even if it means three or four women attached to one man, and we've got children, they have kind of a sense of direction. So this brought actually uh, the love uh, for everyone that uh, Muslims belong to one family, and they worked as a family. And like today, where we actually uh, have big, uh, uh, actually, gates, or so what can I say? Uh, bridges, I'll call bridges, that actually cutting uh, us from going outside. We've got barriers around our houses where it's only me and my family, and if anything happens, it's a problem. So that thing, 
is not happening today because simply we have missed on teaching the people the importance of that. So we look at the different importance of life, but we don't look at the real uh, meaning of uh, actually uh, polygamy itself. I'm just talking now. I know sometimes most women want like I want like this, but why are you speaking about it? most especially? We have to be speaking about this. Where the number of women is going higher than the number of men, the only solution we can have is actually to start practicing this kind of uh, uh, situation there should be polygamy taking place but in a good way where everybody understand where it's coming from and is discussed in the home not go on the quiet on the side uh, you know and then uh, one day you seen in the road it becomes a disaster and then what happens the woman is divorced immediately because i'm gonna have problem at home rather divorce you i mean it doesn't work that way so we need to bring this to the light make people understand in today's time where we're living, there's more women than men. What is the solution? Islam has given us a solution. So let's look into the solution that Islam has given us, and we take the solution, and also we base the terms and conditions on what the Quran and the Sunnah is telling us. Don't just do it for the sake of doing it. That's why it doesn't make these problems. But if you do it where the Sunnah and the Quran gives a guideline, where the family understands and knows what is happening and where it's coming from and how it's going to be practiced and, and the benefits and the importance of having this in society, Shaf will have one strong society that depends on one another and that protects one another and that stands for one another because we are actually following the Sunnah and also looking at the changing of the world, the way things are happening, and we actually work together towards actually curbing all those changes and working together as one state Ummah that goes towards Allah with happiness, Shaf. Yeah, you know, Sheikh Shreemai, the ones you're talking, and I was thinking, you know, the importance of uh, our, you know, women folks that perhaps, uh, you know, they can be giving dawah to uh, their non-Muslim, uh, you know, counterparts. And uh, in, in this way, even it may start off uh, with the, the home executive that we have, uh, you know, working at home and all that. And uh, perhaps talking about the important female figures in Islam, you know, talking about, uh, you know, Asya, uh, the wife of uh, Pharaoh. Uh, talking about uh, you know uh, uh, Mother Mary, uh, the mother of uh, Isa alayhi salam, Maryam alayhi salam, and talking about Khadija radiyallahu anha, uh, the wife of our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and also Fatima radiyallahu anha, the daughter of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. I know there's so much uh, to have a common denominator, and you know you're not thumb sucking up stories, but it is all there in the noble Quran. The, the only thing you need to do is to pick up the good book. And read it, uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida, and you know, imbibe the story and structure it beautifully and make it appealing. You know, Allah told uh, Nabi Muhammad uh, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, "Oh Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, you convey the message. It is I, Allah Jalla Jalaluhu, Gafurur Rahimuhu, that will turn the heart, ya Sheikh." No, no, definitely, Shafa. Uh, this will only work uh, once. You read this book with a lot of conviction to say you do it for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, then it works. But don't do it just to find something that suits your, uh, your ego or your life to say this, I'm doing what the Quran says this. And on the other hand, you're actually leaving aside what the Quran says as well, where it's condemning your behavior and your wrongdoings. So actually, as you said, we read it, you know, with conviction and understand this is the book of guidance and take that true guidance from the Quran, Shaf will never go wrong. As you're talking about uh, um, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala and Habib Khadija radiallahu ta'ala you know, you said, you said a valid point earlier on. You see, you look at the flourishment of the deen now. You know, simply uh, every project that needs to come in, you need finances to run the project. You know, so for the project of Islam at that time, in the hands of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, married to Khadija radiallahu ta'ala, it was very simple because he could use those resources to do any work that involves dawah to make sure this, uh, this, this work flourishes. 
So women are much in needed and uh, to be involved in this dawah because they are also brains behind that. You know, you must remember, look at Ibrahim Ali I'll give another example. You know, when he was going, when Allah told him, you need to go leave your family, you know, and uh, you look at the support from the woman. She looks at him, she said, I do understand that there's some commands and some laws that have been passed you know, you must, and, and that you have to go and do something. But listen, you don't panic, you don't stress. If Allah sent you to go, just go in peace and remember we know that Allah is going to take care of us. So we need to start grooming that kind of uh, home environments at home where there's a lot of trust and there's understanding that everything happens through the will of Allah Ta'ala. And also we understand the way that says sharing is caring. You know, tahadu, uh, tahabu, you know, you share uh, gifts and there will be a lot of uh, mahabbat amongst you. And definitely once we start learning to understand that and we strengthen our bonds as Muslims, that there is strong bond of brotherhood amongst the believers, definitely Shafi will never have a problem where we start worrying. Now, if this happens, what are people going to say? You know, at the moment, Shaf, I can say 80 to 90 percent of our, our dealings, we worry about what people are going to say. We're not worried about what Allah, what, what Allah has to say about it. So if we change and come back to motive where we put 20% or 10% what people what, what people are going to say and we leave 80%, I need to worry what Allah is going to judge me when I do this. Definitely, Shah, we'll be heading towards the right direction. And I can tell you, I can see a baraka floating in the ummah and mostly to our mothers because they're the ones that are holding actually this whole uh, generation in this whole world. You look at anybody, call them the best president in the world, they came from a woman. So he tells you that women do carry a big uh, kind of actually uh, respect in our lives. So you, you cannot celebrate a woman in one day, which is done that way, whereby a man did one day to plant that seed. But the rest of nine months, it was a woman working actually to make sure the seed grows in the best one, be the best of the seeds that comes from her. Definitely you cannot celebrate one day. You need every day to have a celebration to your mother. Look at her and laugh, uh, laugh with her and tell her, you know, I don't know how, how I can actually thank you for actually taking care of me before and after I was born. May Allah reward you and may Allah keep Jannah for you because of your duty as a mother. Definitely that's what you should be doing every single day as Muslims shall. Now, uh, Sheikh, yeah, Sheikh, by the, you know, I was uh, talking about nurses at the battlefield and I know Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam always. Uh, but, you know, there was I was talking to a Arnim friend of mine and, you know, he uh, he's uh, someone that, that I get along very well with, but he's out of the country. But I remember him telling me a story and he told me there was an, an, uh, an uh, Ansar convert uh, or revert to Islam and one of the two women that were present at the second pledge at Al-Aqaba and it was uh, Nuseiba. I think it was Nuseiba Radil Anha, uh, was a wife, mother, diplomat, and defender of pro uh, our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. During the Battle of Uhud, uh, she, uh, you know, she astonished people with her uh, swordsmanship and protected our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with, uh, with her husband and, 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 and two sons. I mean, uh, did you read that history, uh, Sheikh Shuramayda? Yes, Chef, I did read about that. It's one of the most uh, fascinating stories, if you can read, because listen, Chef, women, if they plan to do something, they do it to the best of their ability. And in this case, she, she stood her ground to say, I need us to protect Nabi Sallallahu and I need us to take care of everybody that goes and gets injured so that we give them the best 
uh, proper support they need to stand up on their feet. Because you must remember this was the war to fight uh, disbelief uh, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. So standing on that position where there is swords coming up and down, tells you that, you know, women does take a big role and they can stand up if they want to stand up. So don't just mess with them in a hurry because look of their sweetness, but they got a lot of uh, a degree of respect and a lot of hard work in them and a lot of actually uh, conviction if they want to do something sharp. Then, uh, you know, we should not forget, uh, Sheikh Shoei Baida, uh, talking about the first martyr in Islam was uh, Su uh, Sumeya bint uh, Kabat, uh, Kabbat, if I'm not mistaken. I hope I got her name right, Radhiyal Anha. And she was the first uh, martyr of Islam. And uh, these are history that we should be repeating. You know, uh, 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 the Jahiliya Arab, what they did to her, Sheikh Maida. No, no, definitely, Shaf. Uh, you know, these uh, people that stood up. And when you take stories like this, Shaf, it leaves a very bitter taste, but uh, it's simply because we love our deen. And then you come to learn that women stood up uh, for the rights and actually they never allowed anybody to bully them. They rather chose one path, either you kill me than for me to actually uh, deny the true faith, the true religion of Allah, to do what you want to please. But at the end of the day, I believe in one Allah and only Allah is the one that I'm going to, so you can do what you want to do. So yes, Shab, they did play a big role. If you look at this one, uh, the first matter, you look at the first one to accept the deen of Islam, Shab, is a Muslim, is a woman as well, Khadija radiallahu ta'ala. If you look among the best teachers when it comes to hadith, and his teaching is a woman as well, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala. So it tells you, Shab, that women do carry uh, a big actual position. Look at even Maryam, alayhi salatu Mary, uh, the virgin, you know, how we call on the other side. Look what she did, how actually she gave birth by simply allowed her planting uh, actually the seed to see how he wants to do things, you know, fire that I want to be, and it became. That's how Allah, Allah did. And then she gave birth without any main intervention. This shows you that women shaf have been chosen, and they've done miracles that no man can stand up and try. But simply because they had faith in Allah, and they did everything solely for the pleasure of Allah, so they have to be celebrated, and they need to be given that kind of respect, and they have to be accorded that kind of honor that we need to give. And this should be done on a daily basis, Shab, and that is the argument, not only one specific single day, but every day. They need to be honored, respected, cherished, and actually be upheld as uh, the strongest role models as well, and also as pillars that holds altogether the regeneration of human beings, Shab. Yes, Sheikh Shamaida, absolutely, mashallah, conversation with you uh, this evening. And, uh, you know, perhaps to end off with the status of women in Islam. When a Muslim girl is born, she becomes a reason for her father to enter Jannah. When she grows up and marries a man, she completes half of his religion. When she becomes a mother, paradise lies under the feet of the mother. So, Sheikh Shamaida. No, I'm glad we had this lovely topic. So we should remember to appreciate and honor our women folk every day, Sheikh Maida. Perhaps uh, your parting words uh, this evening. Nashav, the party will be simple. We have to celebrate our women every day and make sure they're happy. You give a little happiness, she'll give you the whole world of happiness. You know, and this is what we need, inshallah. So may Allah bless our women and grant them good life and also take care of them and grant them Jannah, inshallah, and as well bless us so we be with them uh, the day he calls us 
in Jannah, inshallah. Jazakallah khair for the beautiful shoshaf. And once again, I'll reward you and your families for all the good work that you're putting up, inshallah. I know you see so many hours, uh, you know, running shows that are very successful, that are education. And may Allah increase your knowledge, inshallah, and give you and grant you good health, inshallah. I mean, uh, Sheikh, uh, you know, I, mean, I really, I feel so humble. I'm so grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving me that opportunity also to have, uh, you know, uh, younger brothers like you with me in my team. It also makes uh, my uh, uh, my effort more pleasurable. Sheikh, Sheikh Maida, you have a beautiful evening ahead, as I said. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, uh, Lukolo, uh, well, we'll be going uh, after the break. Uh, we'll have uh, Maulana Salim Karim. But I decided, you know, Maulana Salim Karim was with me this uh, morning on Asafinatul Ilal Jannah. And, uh, you know, that clip that he spoke on uh, Women's Day also. So I thought it uh, relevant for us to play the clip on uh, the second half of this program. So uh, we'll be bidding you farewell now. So because uh, Lukolo will be playing out with that uh, clip. So first we'll go for a break and then, inshallah, we'll be with Morana Salim Karim's uh, recording from this morning's Asafi Nutul Ilal Jannah. Let's go and take a break. 